Okay, <clears throat> welcome to another uh, another episode of uh, Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reyna. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and uh, today I just want to talk a little bit about uh, emotions and how it kind of screws us up and uh, uh, when we're investing. And uh, the thing about you know the last couple of months we've gone through a little bit of a pullback in the markets, and like all pullbacks, are are really a good test of our emotional resolve and. Uh, and a lot of times when the markets do go down, we tend to not react really well to it. And the thing is, that's normal. We're humans, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, one of our core uh, values or that kind of drives every one of us is that uh, when, when we're experiencing a bit of a stress point or experiencing a little bit of adversity, our, our natural human reaction is, is to do something, anything. So when the markets are going down and we see our portfolios falling down, we're prone to saying, okay, we have to do something. We have to look at our selling something. We might have to uh, tweak our strategy, go into a totally reallocate things into, into other uh, different, less riskier assets. Uh, that's what market, that's our natural tendency, and, uh, and that's how it works. And uh, I posted a blog about last week talking about how the fact that during market times of stress, of market stress, that it's really hard uh, for us, all of us, to to just simply just do nothing and simply just take a very passive uh, kind of approach instead of reacting um, to just uh, to, to do nothing. And it's such a hard trade for all of us to do. And just to give you an example of what stress can do to us, um, it happened to me uh, literally over a month ago, uh, I wrote about it on my blog, is uh, I was at my uh, sister-in-law's place, uh, family was over there hanging out. and. Uh, uh, for one of the kids, I forgot one of their uh, their bedtime clothes, so I just luckily we just lived down the street, so I just drove down, went down to my, back to the house, got got a bunch of stuff, went back, and uh, you know we just hung out. Then all of a sudden, I got a phone call uh, or a message on my cell phone saying uh, from this uh, area code, and I thought, oh, okay, it must be like a telemarketing kind of thing. And then sure enough, we got the same message. My wife got the same uh, number, and so we were thought, again we thought nothing of it. But then we got another, uh, a voicemail message saying, well, my wife got a voicemail message saying that, uh, that the alarm at the house had gone off and uh, police were going to be dispatched shortly. And we both looked at each other and basically I looked at my wife and I kind of freaked out because I've never had, a, never, this has never happened before. And uh, so I quickly said, okay, what do we do? And my wife was pretty calm about it. She says, you know what, we just call the, the alarm people and... Uh, and you know, try to resolve it from that perspective. And I said, okay, fine. But meanwhile, there could be somebody in our house um, running through our stuff, taking all our stuff, trashing our house. And so I was kind of being very, um, I was sort of like, okay, I got to do something. Like we just can't sit here and just you know call a, a customer support place and find out what's going on. Uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going back to the house and I want to see what's going on. So I got in the car, drove all the way back, kind of like a madman, and I got back to the house and uh, nothing. Um, doors were closed. Uh, didn't seem like anybody actually had gone in. Everything was kind of good, and I kind of noticed when I looked in the door that I saw um, some party balloons kind of move by, and uh, happened to be close to where the one of the motion sensors are. And so I just realized, oh my God, you know what? Maybe just the balloons kind of just tripped off the alarm. So anyway, we called the the alarm company. My wife did, and then basically resolved it and said, you know, don't send in, don't send the cops. They were actually literally on their way to the house. And we managed to call them off, and, uh, and that was the end of it. But it just showed me, to me, that that example just was uh, drove home the, the fact that you know when we pre, when we get into these kind of stressful moments, 
we feel like we have to do something. It's so hard to just kind of sit there and just say, you know what, let's ride it out and see what happens. It's just we're all built and we all have this in our DNA in our in our in our little uh, little ticker here. Uh, to do something, to react, and so I thought about this, and I go, "Wow, this is so similar to like how most people deal with like investing decisions. Is that when the market pulls back and has a crash, and they see their portfolios going down, it's like the first thing they, people want to do is just not like, oh, take a step back, but just more, I got to do something. I got to call up my broker. I got to call up my advisor. I got to just, I got to do something. And uh, a lot of times, uh, those are just the worst times to be doing things. Really, ideally." What we should be doing in these kind of stress moments in, in, with our with our investing investment portfolios is to step back and kind of dig a dust off our investment plans or review our investment ideology and see okay what are our, what are our core principles here that we're making investment decisions by, uh, along with and uh, and we need to be more mindful and more uh, thoughtful in terms of executing our strategy executing that investment plan ex executing that. Uh, an investment ideology that we've developed in terms of how we buy and sell uh, investments and stocks and bonds and stuff like that. It's really all about clinical execution during times of stress, but again, we're so not wired to do that. And a lot of times what I do as, as a coach is I, I work with people really to help them deal with those emotions when they're facing these kind of stress moments with their portfolios and to kind of avoid them from potentially making decisions that are going to really hurt them in the long run. It might allow them to sleep well at that that evening or that night, but in the long run, they're probably doing more damage to their portfolios. Case in point, in January, when the markets were all pulling back and crapping out, a lot of people, as you, you know, naturally were getting out, didn't want to deal with the risk of it all. But if you had just sat back and just literally did nothing, um, most of your investments probably did fine. They most of them probably re recovered. And uh, if you were smart and strategic about it and had an investment plan and which involves uh, adding to positions during those times of market pullbacks, we'd probably be ahead of the game right now. So it's so critical to really have an understanding of being awareness of, of what your emotions are and your discipline and how you make those investment decisions and how you deal with the external stimulus that's out there that really challenges our, 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 our emotions and our, our, our way of thinking. And uh, the best, you know, is during those times of stress, it's just really critical that you kind of resist those temptations to do something. And, uh, and, and really, it's all about uh, clinical execution. And, uh, you know, unless you have a situation where during a market stress or a market pullback or a crash or something like that, you know, a certain uh, poor elements of your portfolio have undergone like a negative game changer moment. Like if you've owned stocks in a company that's committing fraud or like committing accounting regular irregularities, well then you know what? Then you kind of have to do something about that. Those are kind of negative game changer moments that are just not going to impair your portfolio or impair your investment decision long term. So uh, it's something that just it just you know happened to me like a, a while ago, and I thought, wow, that really has a real key draw into to how we invest and how it, how it can really impact us and how I'm investing. So I thought I'd share that with you. You can read the blog. It's on my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. Um, if you have any questions and you want to talk about some, uh, want me to talk about some specific investing concepts or uh, ideas out there, you can hit me on Twitter, uh, hit me on email through my website, or you can uh, uh, direct message me on Twitter. My hashtag is, or uh, handle is, at sageinvestors. Um, so that's been another edition of uh, Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of, of Sage Investors, and uh, we'll catch you again another time. All right, take care.